Hello everyone. My name is Vijay Kumar Devreddy and I'm glad to have you back on my episode 44. Well, from few days onwards, we are discussing about the software development life cycle and how we are going to develop a software product in a secure manner, right? So, in this episode, we are going to focus on the different testing methods that you may use in order to help your organization develop or secure their code. most security analyst are not programmers themselves so the uh, so we are going to focus on the specific types of code reviews like uh, pair programming uh, over the uh, shoulder reviews and other methods as well so we are going to focus on just a handful of testing methods uh, that an entry level uh, security analyst might conduct uh, so that uh, you could know means there are uh, so many testing methods out there uh, which can be automated by a single click uh, so in the deep manner uh, most of the programmers are going to use uh, the automations in order to uh, do particular uh, sort of testings so because of that only uh, i am not going to the automation of testing so, so because of this basic level entry testing methods could be an easier method and this uh, is only a method which is the continuation of the automation method which we can say that uh, for example uh, um, c language is the mother of all languages because uh, based on the c language only every other language has been created and been deployed in the uh, internet world right so based on uh, that only the basic level entry testing methods have been integrated with different level uh, in different levels of uh, testing methods and get automated uh, uh, themselves right so because of that only i am going to discuss uh, uh, entry level security analyst uh, might conduct this particular type of uh, testing methods so uh, the first type of testing is known as the system testing this comes in the three varieties such as black box testing white box testing and as well as the gray box testing well uh, black box testing occurs when the tester is not given any information about the system or the program before beginning the test uh, for example if i create a program and i wanted you to conduct uh, this type of a test uh, i might simply hand you a copy of the executable program on the disk and then uh, it's up to you to figure out uh, how it functions uh, how to bypass any security uh, and i uh, may have coded into it right and if you can crash it by an entering in incorrect information essentially you are going to be getting your testing without any sense of what the program does right or how it functions as a tester uh, you are essentially a blind to start with and discover your way around the program or the system through your testing right uh, that's all about the black box testing and the white box testing on the other hand of the testers uh, what they are going to do is that the tester is given a detailed of the inner workings of the program or the system and this may even include access to the full source code of the program as well diagrams of the system and many more such as user access credentials logons and many more right and then the third type of testing is called as gray box testing this is a mixture of black box and the white box testing where the tester is given some amount of information about the system 
command conducts his testing as if he doesn't have full access to it for example a gray box tester might be uh given user level credentials to test a system but not given administrative credentials if you are testing a network system you may be given some information like the ip address of the different devices but you are not given the version of the software right uh so that's running on each device as a part of the system test you are often attempting to break the system by attempting to stress that system or create an exception it's important that programmers have coded their applications to fail securely and to ensure this happens you are going to proper purposely create an error condition to cause an error to occur and see how the system is going to react to it and if the programmer uh, sorry it's the if the program is going to uh, uh, is running when the error occurs and the error is known as the runtime error right that's how we call it as runtime error and how we detect it and if the program fails uh, to run because of the coding error this is known as a syntax error this is because the most common cause of this type of error is the programming is when a programmer doesn't put the proper syntax expected by that programming language uh, such as a leaving out a closing parenthesis or a missing a semicolon inside the code as a security analyst you are much more likely to experience a runtime error than the syntax error because you are testing these things on the live environment now uh, when you create an error this also this is also known as the exception you need to you need to be able to have a way to handle this properly right and to gather the details of the error and what caused it to do this and you should use a structured exception handling mechanisms which gives you control over what the application should do when faced with an error this is a very helpful during debugging and testing especially if you have a background as a programmer right and then now that you know how to how to handle the exceptions right and how do you raise an exception or cause this error to occur well the most common way is to provide the application with the anonymous input on the end user uh, to the end user right for example let's pretend you are testing a web application that's designed to let somebody apply for a credit card the application might ask uh, a lot of different pieces of information from the from the person who is creating a sign in and like such as their birth dates and names and social security numbers like that and let's say you are testing it and you enter a john smith as your name and your birth date as a 2020 june sorry it's 20 june and 2000 for uh, as your birthday and uh, abc as a social security number uh, magically an error happens uh, why means uh, because uh, well uh, there's a uh, no month called uh, 10 uh, sorry it's a 20 on the calendar uh, this is an anonymous input and the social security number has been uh, nine numerical digits uh, Uh, not the four letter like a b c d right if entering uh, this type of information caused an exception or an error uh, this means that the programmers uh, haven't been doing a good job of implementing uh, proper input validation uh, all programmers uh, should use uh, input validation when accepting uh, information from their end users uh, 
after all end users can make mistakes that cause an error and attacker can use anonymous inputs as a method to break a piece of the software in order to gain access to the information that the software application contains Input validation simply means that the programmers have written code that validates the information being received from the user and ensuring that it matches a specific format or a range of values. For example, if I am asking for a social security number as a part of this web application, I can create a simple program to help solve this issue and conduct input validation. For example, let's use this bit of pseudocode. Uh, get a variable uh, social security number if the social security number is greater than uh, uh, such as uh, nine digits uh, or the social security number less is less than uh, uh, nine digits then uh, i can uh, uh, then uh, i can do this some function otherwise uh, i am going to print uh, uh, some error then uh, and then you need to do a particular redirect function right if it is uh, less or more then it's not correct if it is exact then it is correct right right so like that and then uh, uh, that's all about the social security number if it is exact nine digits then we are going to accept it and we can uh, uh, it's in the right format and we can say that uh, it's in the right range values as well if uh, if not then error handling will uh, occur will have to occur like displaying an error message to an user and uh, he needs to do it once again and to say the social security number uh, they ended was invalid right and then uh, they need to try again once again in order to log in successfully that's how uh, the thing works and the input validation is the key component to the good coding because attackers often use improper inputs as a part of their attacks such as in SQL injections, buffer overflows, cross-site scripting attacks. Another aspect of system testing is to consider how you are going to test a particular code itself. Uh, are you going to do this statistically or dynamically? Uh, static analysis occurs when the source code of a program is available for analysis. A static analysis is conducted by somebody uh, who understands the language the program is written in and they can analyze the code for errors. Uh, these type of static analysis reviews can also be obeyed by the use of automation software to check for known vulnerabilities and bring them to the attention of the skilled programmers or the analyst during a static analysis the software's code is to is not run but it simply read to find those errors they think of static analysis as your third grade English teacher uh, looking over your essay and uh, marking it up uh, with the red pen and to show you all your errors. Dynamic analysis on the other hand uh, is performed on the program while it begins run. Uh, the most common type of dynamic analysis includes uh, we call it as a first testing. Fuzzing is also known as a first test. Involves using a software program in order to insert a randomized data as an attempt to find the vulnerabilities Fuzzing is used to determine possible system failures and memory leaks, error handling issues and improper input validations as well. And this type of testing works just like an earlier example where we tried to enter some letters in. I'm sorry for that. And then uh, uh, as a social security number, you but fuzzing tries to enter a lot of uh, 
details of where we can uh, do a lot of things uh, in order to randomize the sequence to find any vulnerabilities or errors that it can uh, fuzzing can occur on more than just a single program but it is also uh, it can be used as an entire network or the system for example you could uh, use the network fuzzer to help your stress test uh, network a new a new network uh, you install and determine it maximum capacity uh, and uh, that's all about the stress testing uh, in order to find out uh, what was the peak stage of your uh, system uh, how it functions at particular pressure uh, and uh, that's all about uh, the testing methods uh, i hope uh, uh, the methods that i had discussed in this episode was clear enough for in order to develop a product in order to test your product uh, under the certain pressures as well in order to find any vulnerabilities in a particular source code or the software product and that's it of the day and we hope i am hoping that everyone was very secure in the internet world where the dangers exist so make sure you are secure and then be safe and thank you bye bye